welcome back to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and today I'm at home on my floor, on the carpet, just sitting on the floor, just sitting here, chilling, doing nothing. I smell like tanning lotion, and it also smells like men in my room. Allow me to explain, but before I explain, if you're new here, this is That's Life Podcast, where we talk about navigating this crazy world through a Christian lens, how to go through the ups and downs, how to be a Christian while also being a human, while also living in the world, while also striving to benefit the kingdom. It's all crazy, it's all a journey, and we're going to talk about it together. Um, Today is going to be a Christmas episode, but yeah. Now it's time for a little life update. My room smells like men because Peter got me this candle. It's called, um, what is it called? Let me, wait, let me pick it up. Hold on. Spin it, spin, oh, Epinet, Epinet Blue. I, I don't know what that means. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What? Oh, Okay, y'all, you guys couldn't see what just happened, but there's this little burlap, like, twine thing, um, wrapped around the candle, and it just caught on fire in my room. Okay, that's awesome. Um, anyways, so now that we're a minute and 40 seconds in, and we almost just, my, almost just blew up the house, um, but yeah, that's why it smells like men, and I smell like tanning lotion, because for Christmas, I'm going to the beach, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna rub a little tanning lotion on, I'm gonna get a little crazy, and that's what I did, because you know what, this is the year to be spontaneous in the year of YOLO, and I YOLO'd it, and I'm probably gonna regret YOLOing it, because I put on, like, the Jergens. I, I love the Jergens like, natural lotion that you just like rub on and it like gradually makes you darker as you you put it on um and I use like medium to tan or like tan to dark or something I don't know I use it for like dark darker skin darker complexion um but then I was like oh I have some other stuff in here let's see what else is in here so I found the like instant tanning foam stuff that's like the foamy where it's like you like spray it on and it's like and you're not supposed to like put it on your hands yeah well I put that on on top of it and then I was like "Ooh, there's spray in here so then I sprayed myself so I have three kinds of tanning lotion on right now I've never done that before I don't tan like with lotion ever like ever I can't remember the last time I put on tanning lotion maybe it was last year no you know what it was it was I got a spray tan in January because it was my spontaneous activity for the month of January but before that I like I don't put on tanning lotion. So I don't know. Guess I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, speaking of updated, I still can't get into the podcast Instagram. I don't know what to do. I think I'm just going to make my regular Instagram the podcast Instagram because then there's more followers on there, more way to spread the word, spread the news of the podcast out there. And also I'm just sick and tired. This is the second time the podcast Instagram has not let me in. And so I'm at this point, I'm kind of just like, Maybe it's not supposed to be, and you know, that's fine. I'm just, I just, I'm kind of like done with Instagram anyways. Like, I don't know what it is. I just don't want to do it, but that's like the way things are nowadays. So I don't know. I guess I just got to suck it up. You know what? I'm going to be different. I'm different. I'm not like most girls. Anyways, today's Wednesday. I finished my last final. Well, when you're listening to this, it'll be Friday, but I'm recording this on a Wednesday. And I finished my last final this morning. It was on Zoom. 
and we did conducting and I conducted something in something major something something it was Beethoven I think and now I'm done and I'm happy to say for all of my music people out there I never have to take another oral skills class again and I never have to take another theory class again hallelujah praise the Lord Jesus is on my side Honestly, this has been my favorite semester yet, so I'm really looking forward to next semester. I feel like it's going to be super busy, um, so pray for me, <laughs> jokingly, but also, like, not jokingly. I just, I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling this semester is going to be a lot of work, um, and I'm excited about it, a little nervous, just because this semester was, like, super fun in a lot of, like, activity-based classes, and... I don't know, something about, something about this semester is kind of scaring me, but you know what, I'm not going to let the devil creep in and place those thoughts in my mind. Tonight, I'm going to Fortify, which is at my home church, Crossland, and I haven't been, like, literally since I left for college. Like, I haven't been back. Usually, I'll come and visit on, like, a Wednesday, because I love Fortify. I love, it's like the high school church group on Wednesday nights for, like, the high schoolers, but I go back and serve as, like, a college kid, and I join in with the sophomore group of girls, because I have some of my girls that, um, I volunteered with at camp, and I got to be their little, like, room leader, and it was awesome and made, like, such great connections, so I just got to stay with them, and so, um, Last year, I got to, like, come back quite frequently, honestly, and come, like, visit, but I didn't get to do that once this year, and I think it's just because I, like, always had rehearsals or something, um, or on Wednesdays we had, like, choir, but next semester I'm excited because I don't have choir, I don't have anything after 3 o'clock on Wednesdays, so I feel like I'm going to be able to come to Bowling Green a lot just to, like, come to Fortify. I really love Fortify. I really love my home church. Um, I also really love Church of the City. I'm still at Church of the City, and for those of you that are listening that go to Church of the City, I got my formation journal, and I'm super excited because I didn't get to start in 2022 because I, I didn't really know about the formation journal last year, but I know about it now, and I got it, so check that off the list. Anyways, that's pretty much it. Um, I got my grades back. I've got A's in my classes, so that's good. Well, I have one B. And it's in theory. But you know what? It's in theory. And so I passed. That's all that matters. Um, C's get degrees, people. So I don't know what B's get. But A's uh, hopefully are good. A's get you on the dean's list. So if that means anything to you. Um, doesn't Not really important for what I want to do with my life. But, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to grad school. But I'm hopefully going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. Well, okay. That sounds cocky. I don't want to. Okay. You know what I mean. Anyways, I don't know if you guys can hear. But it's raining outside. Um, wait, I'll let you listen. Anyways, if that was just a long pause of silence, I'm sorry, but I, I hope you can hear it because it's kind of satisfying. But I thought I would go ahead and get into this episode, especially for our new listeners who, um, don't really know or like have just started listening. I thought I would get into it with a game today because when do you get to play Christmas games? You know, you don't really get to play Christmas games too often. And so... I'm going to start, after this little life update, with 50 fun Christmas trivia questions. Am I going to read all 50? No. Today we're actually going to talk about growing up uh, and how Christmas changes as you get older. Um, and I'm going to try to do my best to relate to years above me, like 30s, 40s, 50s, when you're an adult, when you're a grandparent, um, just from what I've viewed. Now, obviously, I'm 20 years old. I don't 
haven't lived that yet, but I feel like I can kind of get an understanding, um, especially with me being close with my mom and my grandma, and so yeah. But before we get into that, let's ask some fun trivia questions. Okay, what um, what are the two... Wait, I need a piece of paper, because I'm like... I can see these answers. Okay, I got a little thing from a drawer. Okay, Elvis, question, Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a... I don't know. I don't know. A blue, oh, a blue Christmas. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. What do people traditionally put on top of a Christmas tree? A star or an angel? But if it's traditional, I feel like an angel. Got it. It's an angel. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Oh, Paris? I think it's, well, home, okay, it didn't say Home Alone 2, because, well, he goes to New York. Oh, I think I'm getting these mixed up. No, he, he is left Home Alone in Home Alone 1, but in Home Alone 2, he's in New York. Wait, where are they going? I think they're going to Paris. Is it Paris? <gasps> it's Paris! I got it right. Let's go. Okay, what's next? In the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, my favorite movie, my top three favorite movies, by the way, this is a side side note, but my top three favorite movies, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, well, The Lorax is number one, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and then Forrest Gump. It was Despicable Me, but I don't really like Despicable Me anymore. I don't know. I've changed. I've just, I've matured, I guess. Okay. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch was described with three words. What are they? What? Nasty, wasty, skunk. That's in the song. You're not. You're. Um. He's a mean one. He's mean. Um. He is. I don't know. A nasty, wasty skunk. Oh, stink, stink, stunk. That is not a good question. I know every word to that song. In which modern day country was Saint Nicholas born in? Um, are they talking about, like, Santa, or are they talking about, like, an actual St. Nicholas? In a modern-day country? I don't know. Saint. I don't know. Ireland? Turkey. Okay. Turkey. In the movie It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time the bell rang? I don't know. I don't know. It's a Wonderful Life. The bell rang. Someone, like, woke up from a dream or something. I don't know. An angel got his wings. Oh, I feel like I've heard that. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Um, what words follow Silent Night? Silent Night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. I go to Belmont. I'm a musical theater major. Thank you. Yep. Which Hollywood actor played six different roles in the Polar Express? Tom Hanks. Oh, yes, sir. I love Tom Hanks. And I just recently watched Polar Express, so I know that. When he's, like, on top of the train and he's, like, running, that is a core memory. In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, what was the first name of Scrooge? Ebenezer. Oh, what country did eggnog come from? Mm -hmm. Eggnog. Eggs? Eggs, like Easter, 
Easter pageants were given in Greece. Greece? England. Oh, I don't know. Uh, which real-life person is Santa Claus based on? Santa Claus, duh. St. Nicholas. A, a Christian bis bishop, St. Nicholas. So, Santa Claus is Christian. Perfect. What did Frosty the Snowman do when a magic hat was placed on his head? Oh, there must have been some magic in the... Na -na -na -na. When they play Oh, he began to dance around. Yes. Okay, a couple more. Um, which, which Christmas song contains the lyric, everyone dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way, rocking around the Christmas tree? Yes. I'm so sorry that you guys have to hear me sing this. Um, anyways... Which, um, oh my gosh, why? Okay, in the song Winter Wonderland, what do we call snowman? Walking in a winter wonderland, in the meadow we can build a snowman, and pretend that he is Parson Brown, we'll say, are you merry? We'll say no man. What do we call snowman? I don't know, he doesn't have a name. Oh, it's Parson Brown. Oh, his name is Parson Brown. I thought, well, I guess that doesn't make sense. Because I thought, like, parse was, like, an adjective. Like, parse and brown. But a snowman would be the color of snow. Unless it has poop in the snow. Parson Brown is the name. I've been singing it wrong this whole not, all whole time. I'm saying parse and brown. Like, parse is a word. Wait, let me look it up. Is parse a word? I hope I'm not, like, saying something bad. Um, is parse, is parse a word? Oh, parse is, like, a, a company. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, glad to know that. In the movie Elf, what was the first rule of the Code of Elves? I don't know. They have four main food groups. Oh, treat every day like it's Christmas. Honestly, yes, because Christmas is Jesus's birthday and we celebrate the Lord's birth. And I think we should treat every day like Jesus's birthday. And on that note, I think it's time to pivot into today's actual topic that we're going to be talking about. Christmas through the years, growing up, getting a little nostalgia. Um, how do we focus on the Lord and not on all of these materialistic things while also having fun in Christmas and, you know, keeping that magic alive. Um, and also looking onto the future, especially for kids my age, thinking about, you know, are you going to tell your kids about Santa and are you going to, you know, what, 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 what is the focus going to be for raising children and doing things? And, um, yeah. So for anyone listening that is, under the age of the age of Christmas magic. I love Christmas magic. I know Santa Claus is real. I know elves are real. I still haven't touched my elves. That's actually true. I, I have not touched my elf on the sh elves on the shelves still to this day. I haven't. Um, I'm going to choose my words very carefully for those older. Um, and, you know, pick up on what I'm putting down. But just because I know there's a wide range, a wide, wide range I found of listeners on the podcast, um, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to, you know, choose my words very carefully. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. 
Uh, I'm just going to speak to Jesus. For those of you not really familiar with prayer, if you don't really know how to go about it, I'm just going to talk to God. Um, listen in. I'm going to pray for you. Um, talk to you about the Lord and, and just wish you the best. So you can close your eyes, keep your eyes open, open your hands, close your hands, bow your head, keep it up, whatever you want to do. Dear Heavenly Father, I invite you into this conversation and I thank you so much for the person that is on the other side of this uh, audio right now. I thank you for them. I thank you for who they are. Um, I'm so excited to speak about your son, aka you, the Holy Trinity, how it all works, the celebration of Jesus coming into this earth. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, And I thank you so much for everything that you have allowed Christmas to be and mean to me um, and shown me and taught me through this wonderful holiday that we are so blessed to be able to receive things on a day um, that is really for the glory of God. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's start. I feel like for me, I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and walk through my journey of Christmas. I'm 20 years old. When I was like zero to three, I had no idea what was going on in life. I don't know. I don't remember anything. I would say my memories started coming in around four-ish. Um, and around age four, I, ages four to like six or seven, mm, six, I would say six, ages four to six, I remember Christmas being a lot of toys. Um, I remember like getting this mechanical dog and like this little chimpanzee and all these little fun animal toys. I guess I just loved animals. We would go see lights. Um, but I remember honestly, the most memorable part for me was like thinking back right now, the thing that I remember most is going to my grandma's house on Christmas Eve. Cause we lived in Georgia at the time. So we would go to my grandma's house cause she lived like right down the road. Uh, watching a movie, playing games. My whole family has always gone to my grandma's house just because we all lived in Georgia at the time when I was young. I lived in Georgia until I was seven. So, um, we would all do the same things every year. We would go to this special place with lights. We would go to this other place with like these mechanical, like elf exhibit type things and uh, like the little mechanical like Santa Claus and you know cute things get hot chocolate go see the lights Christmas in Atlanta is pretty pretty awesome um and you know that was before technology and everything and and uh the the most you know technological thing you could probably get was like an iPod Nano or something at the time which for those of you that don't even know what that is that's awesome great thank you that's just just love that. Um, around age seven, I started understanding the concept of Christmas and I don't really remember how much I prioritized Jesus at the time. Um, I remember us making him like birthday cakes and stuff. Uh, but if I'm being honest, it that's when Santa was really the main, the main meaning of Christmas for me. Um, and it was family it, honestly, I think the main meaning of Christmas was family, but I was, ooh, Santa was my guy. I was just, the magic was alive and like writing notes and setting out cookies, seeing like making reindeer food and, and, and adding the glitter and the oats and sprinkling it. And I mean, it's so fun. And if I'm being honest, like Christmas would not be as magical without it. Uh, 
you know, magic is this like fairy tale like being of just bringing this joy into your heart. And I know it's fun for parents as well to like be able to bring that to your kids. Um, and that was me until about age nine or 10. Um, and then around age 10, it was, that's when I really started focusing on the family aspect of Christmas. Um, I remember writing my elves and asking if, if instead of getting Chris, like not to flex that 10 year old Abby, but instead of me getting Christmas presents, um, give Christmas presents to my parents. Um, and then we ended up going to Disney. So that was fun. I think that was around age 10. Um, and as I got older, it was more about the family part of it and realizing like, you know, the, this is is magical, but also, like, realistically, I'm starting to understand money, and I'm starting to understand I need to make gifts, and I need to put in work for other people, because I'm starting to get older, and um, wanted technology, and wanted, you know, an iPad, and wanted these things, and started making lists of things, and, uh, yeah, and Christmas became the excitement of what was going to be under the tree. Now, I think that's normal, and I, I, I don't think it became, like, an unhealthy thing, um, especially for a kid, but, and I don't regret it, but I'm very thankful and glad that that hasn't remained into the older version of who I am. Um, yeah, so anyways, so age, like, 11 and 12 were when I still really, really wanted to believe, but I, I believed for a while, like, like a long time, obviously, because, you know, Santa's real and really, really wanted it, really wanted to keep that magic alive because it was fun Deep down, you know, you know, you know, if you're listening, you know, deep down, you're like, mm, okay. but on the surface, I was like, might as well, because it's fun. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, I'm going to write the note. I'm going to put out the cookies. I'm going to make the reindeer food. It's fun. I have fun, you know? Um, but yeah, around middle school was when I became more of an adult and yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Um, around middle school was also when, uh, how do, that was, that was my years of anorexia, deep, deep anorexia. And so I don't really remember much from it. I was just very angry a lot. Just, just very angry at everything. Didn't eat a lot of food. Didn't invest in family. It was very emotional I remember Christmas, my seventh grade year being very emotional, um, and just not wanting to eat anything. It's really hard. Uh, not wanting to be around family because I knew they would point things out. But if I'm being honest, it's all kind of blurry and I don't really remember much. Um, I'm sure I was putting on an act in seemed like I was happy. Um, and I'm sure there were times where I, I was, but, um, yeah, it's a very odd time. 
I remember getting rollerblades. That was fun. I remember getting rollerblades. That was a good time. So age 13 was when I really started to grow into a woman and become older. And Christmas started being group group outings and and hanging out with friends and doing secret santas with my friend group like all throughout high school it was like friend group christmas time and making gingerbread houses and and doing all the fun christmas things with friends and doing the fun christmas things with boyfriends at the time and kind of this like just idea of christmas and i kind of lost sight of jesus not, not where I wasn't a follower, but just like, I would say, I mean, always around Christmas and on Christmas, I will always read my Bible, thank Jesus for it. And, 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 you know, give that day to the Lord, you know, um, but deep down (laughs) I was, I was, Christmas was, is always an emo- I think any big family gathering for me is always an emotional time. I just don't respond well with all of the family. I don't, I've never responded well with big days that are supposed to be like big days, like proms and holidays and birthday, like my birthday and Thanksgiving and because there's just so much pressure for it to be something that I feel like I'll never be able to like live up to the expectation of how it's supposed to go that I just shell up and I just kind of like push away and I'm real, I'm realizing that as I'm getting older and talking with my family members about it and, um, trying to break that habit. But that was, that was high school Christmas Um, I remember my sister and I fought my freshman year, um, and then my sophomore year I think was good. I think sophomore, and then junior year was, was that COVID? No. Junior year was fine. Oh, junior year I had a boyfriend. No, I didn't have a boyfriend, but I had a thing, and I don't know. It was just all very weird. It's not very weird. I don't know. Um, but I learned in high school that I love to give gifts. I love thoughtful gifts and not to like brag or anything, but the gifts I give have, I don't just give them cause well, besides my sister, I don't just give them cause it's on their list. Usually I don't know what to give my sister. So I just tell my mom to get her something she wants. Um, but I don't know. I just love putting thought into something and making it like a thought given gift if that makes sense. So high school, I say what is the, was the gift, the giving era, I guess. And now in college, it's Jesus. And I wish I would have realized that sooner. I really do. Um, it's Jesus and it's family. And I think being away from family makes you realize how grateful you are family. Christmas to me now is coming home and comfort and safety and reliance and giving to those who give to me every semester while I'm gone. Um, I just sat and wrote a bunch of notes because 
I don't have money. <laughs> you know, I'm a college kid. I don't have money to buy gifts, but I wrote letters to each one of my family members because the Lord says, give what you have. And, and I have words. I may not have the money, but I have the words. Um, and so that's what I could give. And the words were just flowing. And I think it's because being away, I see how much people give even through a phone call emotionally, just being there and being available and, and coming to support me in my show and, and supporting me even, you know, across water, my cousin who lives in Hawaii, you know, it's just family always checking up on you and around the holidays, it it really makes you realize like, wow, like even if we don't keep up with those traditions, we don't all live in Georgia now, we're all kind of all over the place and we don't get to spend as much time together as we did. And on my dad's side of the family, we've never got to spend too much time together because they all live in Arizona and used to live in Oregon. And, you know, it's hard to be with family, but technology is, is, is allowing us to connect. And I hate that technology has come in the way because it's such a great thing. It's such a great way to connect with people and spread good messages. I mean, what I'm doing right now is technology and we're sitting here talking about Christmas and family and Jesus and I get to be able to share what I want to say and we get to FaceTime our our friends and family whenever we want. Long distance relationships can work. I get to talk to my boyfriend whenever I want. I get to talk to my friends, send them messages. You can send gifts virtually you can send money, you can, you can do anything on social media, make a living off of social media. And that's great, especially around the holidays when you can't be with people. But like even during COVID, you know, we were having Zoom call family holidays. But it's so hard to not compare because there's that connection aspect of technology. And then there's the social media part of technology. And I love social media. I think it's a great platform. I love posting on Instagram. I think it's so fun. But it's also because I don't care <laughs> what I post on Instagram. If my I didn't shave my armpits that day and it kind of looks hairy, I'm like, so what? Who cares? Billy Joe is going to scroll and not even read my comment and look at the picture for two seconds and keep going on with his life. And then he's going to go look up some bodybuilder who he wants to look like instead and focus on that. I just wish we didn't compare so much because I feel like a lot of what we even ask for for Christmas is based off of what we see other people having on technology. Oh, this influencer has this and this person has... If that's your avenue, great. And if that's what you genuinely want because this person has promoted it, awesome. If it's a product that you've really been wanting for a long time, great. But if your roommate who has some extra popularity above you has this thing and you need it because she has it, that's when it gets toxic. Um, if all of the sorority girls are wearing this new jacket and you don't really like how it looks, but they're all wearing it. So you want to wear it. That's just when it gets, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth, especially when that's not even the point of what this holiday is. And I've come to realize that this year, you know, people are like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Um, 
And there's a fine, it's hard because I want to tell them I don't want anything because I really genuinely don't really want or need anything. Um, because there are so many other people out there who need more and I wish I could just give. And if we knew even half of the poverty and the daily lives of majority of people, even in this country, but in other countries out there who have way less than we have and are asking for maybe 0.2% of what we're asking for, it's just really hard and it really puts things into perspective. But it's also a beautiful thing to receive gifts because like I said, I through high school loved giving gifts. And when you tell someone you don't want something, it's kind of hard because you want to give other people stuff and they want to see your face when you open it. I'm so excited to see the gifts that I have for people. I'm so excited to see them open it because that brings joy. Jesus was the ultimate gift to the world and it brought so many people joy. That's why we give gifts. We want to bring joy to others. And I think when we focus on that aspect of the wrapping and the making things look presentable and making everything look, you know, all wrapped and nice and neat and giving presents and, you know, when we start focusing on all this nitpicky stuff of, oh, the presents need to be perfectly lined up by the tree and, and, you know, we need these ones from Santa and these ones from the parents and, uh, this amount of money needs to do and this blah, 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 blah. And, oh, I'm running out of time and I'm running out of time. And, oh, now she wants this and blah, 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 blah. Take it all away and look at the root of why we give gifts and why we receive gifts. It's for joy. And when you focus on all these other things and it brings stress, that's not of the Lord. The Lord isn't going to bring stress. And this is the Lord's holiday. Jesus gave, or God gave us the gift of Jesus to bring joy. And if these gifts aren't bringing you joy, even when you're preparing them and giving them, don't even bother. Don't. Give yourself that reality check that you need. Because I sure am having it this year. And I'm being blunt and I'm being harsh, but I think it's needed. Because this is one of our first holidays back where everything's back normal. And there's no more weird masks and and weird online shopping because we can't go in stores and blah, 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 blah. but that doesn't give us an excuse to forget why we even have this holiday and I've come to the realization now where I am 20 years old that if I and I can genuinely say this because it's taken me a long time to get here but if I didn't receive one present and I know, I know I am because my mom literally has it under the tree, which I told her I didn't want anything, but whatever. If I didn't receive one present, I am content knowing that I have all that I need. Now, I say that in the privilege of a warm house with lots of clothes to choose from and parents who, if I ask for something, they will most likely get it for me. Not like, oh, mom, I want a car. Give me that. But like, hey, I need to go to the store to get um, dinner, like, I want to go buy some sushi tonight, can I have some money? She'd be like, sure. I say that from a very, very privileged home and a very privileged house, but I, I truly believe, and I don't want to say this and come off, I don't want this to, I don't want this to read wrong. I guess 
I guess what I'm saying is I would pray for myself because I know I'm, I'm not going to be privileged my whole life in the comfort of my parents' finances. And I hate that finances even have to be a thing around this holiday. But when I'm on my own and struggle, a struggling actor and just barely making it, I pray and I hope and I have confidence that I won't care for not receiving anything or for not being able to give anything. Because I know I have the ultimate gift. I know I have all that I need and I don't, I don't, I don't want all of these materialistic things that are just gonna go in a garage sale or I'm just gonna get rid of. I don't know. I think going to college has really made me realize that because I don't have all of these things that I keep asking for and all these little stocking stuffers that just end up in a drawer and you know, it's, it's hard because you pack up your life. And you take maybe like 2% of what you got for Christmas. Um, and so moving up from my, from where I am right now, when I'm a mother, I think I've come to the realization that I want my kids to grow up thinking of Christmas as magical and having those fun things, but think and I I don't know it'll probably change as I get older but I think I'm gonna do like a three present rule not rule but like a three present like idea and one is gonna be the gift of what you want you know like something that you ask for on your list and then one is gonna be a family trip and use that money for a family trip and then the third is going to be giving somewhere. Choose charity of your, your choice. And we will give part of the money that we use for the trip and for your gift that, but that we have budgeted for Christmas to a charity. And I think, and I hope, and I don't know, but I hope that this teaches my kids as they grow up that like Christmas is just as equally, if not more, about giving than it is receiving. I think there's beauty in receiving gifts. I really do because it makes the other person have so much joy. But I also think that we should give more than we receive. And if we don't have much to give, give what we have. Which is what I'm doing this year with the letters. Shout out, family. Y'all be getting real nice letters. Um, but do you know what I mean? And then, you know, as I get older and, and am able to financially, hopefully financially be able to give more, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But seeing from like my mom's perspective, especially as we get older, she loves, you know, giving us presents and making things and, and having us be together. But I can just see it in her face that the real joy for her comes from just when we're all together. And my grandma, especially, I mean, I I, like thinking about both grandmas, like just seeing both families together. I spend more Christmases with my grandma, my mom's side, but even my grandma on my dad's side, like we spent this one really big Christmas together in Arizona in like this Airbnb. And it was so fun. And 
we didn't get any, my sister and I didn't get any presents on Christmas Day because, you know, we hadn't packed anything. Like, my parents hadn't packed anything or anything. Um, and it was one of the most fun Christmases I've ever had. We put popcorn on the tree and did all these, like, old-timey fun activities and made, like, garlands and went on walks and it was awesome. And I didn't receive one gift. Now I did later and that's awesome, but that's not what I remember. You know, I couldn't tell you one gift I received that year, but I remember all the memories we made with our family. And, you know, those are the things I remember looking back from my years of Christmases is going to see the lights and, you know, giving my dad this one gift that I worked really hard on and going on these trips and giving to these charities and doing things at school and parties at school and getting together with my friends and just fun little activities. Now, I don't want anyone to mishear what I'm saying. Presents are great, but presents are not the priority. I think holidays are a great way for families to bond, and when families bond, it glorifies the Lord. Bringing joy is an act of worship. Anything is an act of worship if you have the right intention behind it. And so I pray for the listener that your intention for this upcoming holiday season um, is to glorify the Lord through your actions, through your words, how you receive and how you give. Um, Moving on to the family aspect, because I touched on it a little bit. Families gathering can be hard And I don't know why I feel pressure, but I just always have felt pressure. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. But I just do. I put it on myself. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm like the entertainer and I need to be on, you know. I feel like, I felt like that in high school. You know, oh, Abby's the funny girl. Abby's the, Abby's the actor. So she's always going to be the loudest. She always needs to be the loudest and the funniest and blah, blah, blah. It's just an added layer of pressure. Wipe, wipe those stereotypes off because you're the only person putting that pressure on yourself. The Lord is not feeding you things that's going to stress you out, make you feel bad, make you feel hurt. For those of you families gathering that it's very tough and toxic, I'm praying for you. Let a friend know you're going into a hard experience and ask if they'll be there for you. Reach out to someone that you know put lots of prayer into this season schedule out time for yourself and for those of you that don't have families or Christmas is a bad memory or a hard time for you I am praying for you I pray that you find joy in the sadness in the sorrow I pray that you find the confidence to reach out to someone even your neighbor um giving can also be a great way to bond If you are alone for Christmas, make your neighbor some brownies and go give them some brownies or some cookies. Who knows what can come from it, you know? Because obviously if you bring them some brownies or some cookies, they're going to talk to you for a little bit, ask you what you're doing for the Christmas season, and you can tell them nothing. You don't have any family. And if they're good neighbors, they'll be inviting you. Um... I pray that this holiday season is 
different and, and so beneficial in so many ways. I hope that you connect with the Lord. I cannot wait to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, on the 25th. He was like born in June or July, I think, but we celebrate it now. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's what happens. Um, anyways... Thanks for listening about Christmas. I love you. Jesus loves you. Merry Christmas, everybody. And that's life.